Hello and welcome to another episode of our show. A reminder that we are on Patreon, so for as low as a dollar a month, you can help support this show and make it the best one possible. Today's guest is Unitan Fjord. I most likely mispronounced that. Unitan is from Sweden and he's part of our COVID-19 global tour where we talk to people from different countries and how they're doing in response to COVID-19. Uh, Uniton is the host of the podcast, Just a Combo, that explores different perspectives on sometimes controversial issues like sex education and so forth. Uh, it was wonderful having him on the show. He talks a lot about what we can get out of COVID-19 in terms of adaptation and becoming better versions of ourselves. So he's looking at it very much from an optimistic perspective. It was wonderful having him on the show, and I got a lot out of it. I hope you do too. Thank you for listening. Uncut, uncensored, and unfiltered. This is an open mind, and you're listening to I'm Probably Wrong About Everything. All right, we have with us Uniton Thor. Mm-hmm. AKA Jonathan. I would say it Jonathan. So was I close? The, it was close. It was Jonathan Fors. Okay, thank you. Close enough. So thank you so much for uh, being on the show today. I was listening to your podcast yesterday while I was going for a walk. And I love the stuff that you have up there. It's, it's quite eclectic. Uh, the most recent one that I was listening to was with a, I guess you could say it was a sex teacher. Yeah, sex educator, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but almost uh, it sounded like a kind of a masculine sex coach, like for, for men. Yeah, he yeah he was focusing on, or is focusing on men specifically, mm-hmm. uh, to kind of get their, help men improve their sex life and in return improve their relationships overall. Uh, but the way he goes about it, in my opinion, I don't want to bash him, uh, but in my opinion, is uh, almost. I got the impression that he objectifies objectifies uh, women a little bit, and that's kind of where I, like we said a few moments ago, I kind of struggled with it a bit. Yeah, I, I'm not super familiar with this this guy, other than you know, your show mm-hmm. was my introduction to him, and it sounds like there was. There's some misogynistic undertones, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he his web actually. Let me pull up his website, dawnofdesire.com. Uh, when I first opened it and I was reading some of the, uh, like the testimonials of him, uh, and uh, the immediate feeling I got was that he targets very specifically men, in my opinion, with very insecure like they don't have a big uh, yeah they're very insecure basically and uh, in steps this dawn of desire charles black uh, to kind of like save them from themselves Mm. and he's this kind of sex god that really 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 solves all the problems they have and and in the process of course they 
they learn to stimulate a woman and how to make a woman do all the things that your man wants. Uh, like and Dominant. I rem- right. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I remember one specific testimonial where there was a guy who, like, oh, I, I, I was um, listening and reading and watching your content, and I've learned so many things. And my my woman now is she she gives me blowjobs. She 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 uh, she does the groceries. She makes food. Mm. She does all the things. I don't even have to lift a finger, and I even get blowjobs. And to me, I mean, sure, if that's what you want in a relationship, and both parties are fine with it then sure go for it but at the same time i it kind of makes yeah i don't know what to say <laughs> no i i so I, I grew up let's let's talk about this for a sec so yeah i i grew up in a family that i essentially was raised by women mm-hmm. and uh, my mom was a very strong personality Um, I'm in a profession that is predominantly uh, with women, right? I'm, 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 mm-hmm. I work as a teacher. Okay. And there's a lot of, like, communication is the most important thing. And mm-hmm. I was talking about this yesterday with a friend of mine, but there's a thing called reciprocity. Okay. And reciprocity means that you get something out of each other in equal measure. Everybody, like, it's like a potluck. Everybody's bringing something to the table mm. that is of equal value to every other thing, but they're all their own distinct and individual thing, right? To make this mm. mosaic. I don't know if that, if the picture I'm painting makes much sense, but it's not about overpowering somebody. It's about sharing power. Mm. I mean, yeah, I I agree so so much with you and uh, communication. To me, that's actually, I guess it's kind of like a uh, what is it? A side side note, but like communication to me is such a passionate subject of mine, because we live in a world, and I guess this is kind of the reason that you and me both do the podcasts we do. That communication is so it's it's a difficult thing for a lot of people to let me rephrase that communication is difficult for a lot of people uh, and especially in the world the world we live in right now especially like looking at the US I guess is the kind of elephant in the room uh, <laughs> when it comes to having civil discussions and debates uh, but also even looking at like my home country Sweden on both And I'm thinking politically now on both, like left and right, middle, whichever. There's no, there's no actual conversations happening. There's just screaming at each other and heads butting against each other. And there's no like actual conversation that is leading to anywhere. And that just baffles my mind. And I don't know what to or how to do anything about it or how to let people on both sides have civil conversations my my dear friend you and i are in the same conundrum because that's happening here mm. and i think it has to do with where we are in human history if you look at these great moments of innovation such as the printing press that happened Wasn't it a Swedish person who invented the printing press? Anyways, 
I'm not sure. It, it was hundreds of years ago, but information was predominantly passed on a, a, among the elite hmm. and books had to be written down by hand. Like the amount of time it would take to make a copy of Harry Potter would be years, right? Because mm-hmm. you'd have to individually, there was no way to, 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 to mass produce it. Then the printing right. press came along. Harry Potter wasn't around back then. The Bible was around back <laughs> then. But the first book that they were able to mass produce was the Bible. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, different groups started getting copies of the Bible in their different languages. And then, as we know in religious practices, is different groups saw texts different ways and then they started butting heads with each other. And there was this, this, there was this development. Again, I'm not, I'm not a historian, but this is the Cole's notes of what was happening. There was an information explosion. Mm. And there were people that were resisting this change. And that's why you had in, in France, people like the Huguenots and the whatever, these religious mm-hmm. groups all killing each other, right? Protestants, because mm. uh, there was a Protestant Reformation, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Today, we have the internet, mm. this mass explosion of information, and you can read whatever you want to read on the internet, but what happens there is that you're reading what you already agree with, when really what we should be doing is listening, like you say, to the other side, and just trying to, like you say, it's just a combo, it's just a conversation, mm. let's have a dialogue here, yeah. right? The books that I sometimes am so resistant to read, those are the ones that I should be reading. Mm. Yeah, and like you said, on, on online and social media and internet in general, you read what you want to read. And that is the, that's both great, but it's also a problem because you will read what you want to read. Exactly. And the things you want to read are usually the things you agree with. So if, if another person says something that you don't necessarily agree with, then you will most likely just read the title perhaps and then move on yes. and that's the problem that's uh, and i think social media is being blamed too much it's um, i think people are blaming social media for the things that are happening mm. in the world we're living in but in reality i mean social media is just a reflection of us of humans because without us Social media and the internet is nothing. There, there's nothing there if we're not taking part of it, if we're not creating things on it. So to blame social media is such bullshit, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Well, you just, you reminded me of the Greek myth of Narcissus mm-hmm. and how he just, he just looked at the pool all day and, and looked at his reflection. Uh-huh. Now, I don't know the myth totally, but I, you know, something happens that his, uh, is his undoing. But narcissism is this idea of you're so self-absorbed. And like you just said, you, you, like it was kind of like, oh, yeah, that was like an aha statement. Is It's just a reflection of ourselves. These algorithms, it's not some maniacal beast that's trying to control us. It's us being controlled by ourselves. Yeah. And yeah, and to, yeah, to, say, <laughs> to say that the algorithm is is pushing content down my throat yeah sure in some degree that is true it feeds us with what we want to see but then again it does feed us with what we want to see so if you actively read something that you wouldn't normally read then you will be fed with more 
uh, more of the same. And so if you do read a lot of or watch or listen to or whatever a lot of different content, then you will be fed with a lot of different content instead of just one and the same topic. I call it you have to fuck with the algorithms. Mm. Right? You get this side and you get that side. And then what's happening is it's like, I don't know what this person wants. And then you just, you, you have a chance to sort of break through the, the pretenses, you know, like, I don't want to watch Will and Grace. You, you, like, I want to watch something that's a little bit more stimulating. I'm not saying Will and Grace isn't stimulating, but I don't want to watch Friends, right? Mm. I want to see something that challenges the narrative and my own biases, right? Mm. And I see the world through, and, and I think, I don't want to speak for you, but to mm. see the world through a different perspective. And that's, that's the key forward, I think. It is indeed. And to your point, to make it very, very clear, for example, when you, I, I used to do more or kind of just marketing still. And so I'm very much into the whole way social media works. But for example, if when you make a new, let's say Instagram account, your explore page will be a whole bunch of random things because mm-hmm. the 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 algorithm doesn't have any kind of da- data on you. You're some kind of blank page, so it doesn't know what to um, to to feed you. Mm-hmm. And so you can see some fitness content. You can see some memes. You can see inspirational speeches. You can see all kinds of different things. But then when you open, for example, a a meme then you will be fed with 10 more memes but then maybe you don't maybe you don't open those memes so you will continue being fed with a lot of other things as well but then you open an inspirational speech and you are fed with 10 more and you open another one and you're fed with 20 more and you open another one mm. and you're fed with 40 more and so then it starts getting more and more data on you and eventually you're a fully fledged inspirational speaker <laughs> well I- I've often wondered what my algorithm thinks that I am. And I think mm-hmm. it, it, it believes I'm like a middle-aged woman or something like that. Some, <laughs> of the, some of the stuff that I get, it's like, that is just not what I would ever watch. And that's because you're almost, you're, you're not giving it um, the same, you're giving it something that you, it thinks is reflective of something else, mm. if that makes sense. Because it only has so many perhaps archetypes in what's being created because it's creating it as it goes yeah and actually there is uh, you said you said you would love to know what kind of data is uh, like they have on you actually you can get a very detailed view on it uh, of what google has on you if you go really? to adsettings.google.com uh, then and if you're logged in of course then you will be met with a page of a whole bunch of hundreds and hundreds of different data points, essentially. I should on, try this. Yeah, uh, adsettings.google.com. Um, and there you will see all the different things that they know that you like. Uh, and uh, I'm looking at it right now, and there's literally hundreds of them on, <laughs> on me. Is it, so, it for com? Is it C-O-M-E? Yeah. Okay. Why is it C-O-M-E and not C-O-M? C-O-M. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, no. C-O-M. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. No, no, that's all good. I see it. Just because that's the one that popped up. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. 
Okay, I'm so bad at multitasking here. I'll I'll have to try that later. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm right. like, oh yeah, yeah. Wait, so are you looking at yours right now? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, for example, let's. I uh, apparently I like indie and alternative music. <laughs> I like speakers. I like uh, jazz. I like house renovating. I don't know why I don't even have a house, but I guess I've searched for it at one point. I like dogs. I like shopping. I like home, uh, home and uh, de- home decoration. I like nature life. I like. I mean, I could go on for an hour. There's hundreds That's crazy. of them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I I I have to find mine. <laughs> no worries. Okay, so I'm 25 to 34 years old. Bingo. I'm male. Yep. Mm-hmm. University of Northern British Columbia. Never went there. Real Canadian superstore. Okay, let's. So the top ones are are the different stores and different brands marketing uh, ads to you. Whoa. And then below that are all the interests. It it's still quite vague. Yeah, I, but, but it's. I, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I guess when there's like hundreds of different ones, when you compile it, I guess it kind of creates a very specific kind of person, maybe. Whoa. I, I don't know, but I mean, for example, yeah, like like you said, I'm. Uh, they know my age, or actually, they're yeah. wrong. They say I'm twenty five to thirty four. I'm twenty one, in reality. Oh, you're 21. Oh, you're, yeah. you're just getting started. I am. <laughs> <laughs> they got right my, my gender, at least. I'm a man. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be interesting, right? Like, it just all everything about you is wrong. And you're like, yeah. do I even know myself? Because like <laughs> you said, it's, you, it's, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, the things on the internet. It's mm. what we're looking into. Yeah. What now, do you think... Oh, sorry. No, 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 go ahead. What do you think about... The, the topic of um, engines and social media tracking you, like, for example, Google, they obviously track us. What do you think of that? I was having a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday about this. And mm-hmm. again, it's just, what are we in our nature versus what are we in our evolution? Like, where have mm-hmm. we come from and where are we going? And our bodies, our, our DNA, you know, we've been, uh, we've been animalistic far longer than we've been civil, mm. right? So I think Thomas Hobbes said, life is nasty, brutish, and short. We've been that way for, you know, 100,000 years. Mm. And we've only really been this way for... 5,000 years to, in the sense right. of like creating a society. But mm-hmm. really right now, this is, this is quite new. This is like the industrialization going back to these moments in history where there's these explosions in technology mm. that again are, aren't, aren't exactly explosions, but they're just they're mm. building up and then there's a, a plateau moment and then right? Right. Mm-hmm. So with the internet, this is, this is that thing, right? And I think mm. the fact that it's tracking us is not to sound science fiction, but it's just, it's building up its own kind of 
power and propensity, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. Because this is this. I don't know how you could ever go back from this. You right. can't. No. I mean, I, I guess technically, of course, you can. You can go back, mm-hmm. but no one is going to want to go back. Yeah. Um, People thought and, that about television. They're like, this is going to destroy humankind. Or they even <laughs> thought that about the radio. Yeah. Right. Right. And I think it's, I'm kind of torn on the debate of should these mega corporations be able to track you, know what you searched for this morning at 8.47? <laughs> should, should they know that? And my, my take right now, and has actually been for most, most time, that I guess... It, Actually, I don't even know what my take is on it. But I think that it is okay because, I mean, okay, I'm, I do like Facebook advertising. I know it's kind of not, not like the palm of my hand, but kind of inside and out. And sure, you can target, you can target people very specifically on interests and locations and all that. But at the same time, you can't target you can't target one person, one specific person in, let's say, Stockholm. I can't target Jonas Andersson yeah. in in Stockholm, because that that's impossible. But I can target people speci- uh, people similar to him, and that to me makes a very big and important difference. Because mm-hmm. if I was able to target one spe- one specific person, then sure, yeah, I would see a problem with that. But if I'm able to target a specific kind of group, I think that's kind of okay. Yeah, you want the you want the most you want to get the most fiscal, you know, assets out of a person. You want to get the most money out of the most people. Right, right. So for it to cater specifically to you, well, you know, what if you're not? That's you're a minimalist. You don't buy things then it's a waste of time. Mm. But if it's constantly collecting data, well, you're doing the job for it. Mm. It doesn't have to do any work, right? And then from those numbers, the ones and the zeros, it finds things that are relevant to you, the individual, based on what you've done. It's like, it's a, it's this crazy self-automating machine that's run by ourselves. Yeah. And I have actually spoke with another individual called Gary Phipps for my own podcast a mm-hmm. few, uh, two weeks ago or something. And I said the point of people always complain that I don't want Facebook to track me. I don't want Google, Google to track me. I don't want these platforms to track me. Right. But at the same time, they are signed up for these very same platforms. You're using and that to, Exactly. And that to me is so stupid. How are you? How can you complain? Yes. But then use that very same service. Yeah. I would accept that if you complained and didn't use the service, then okay, yeah, that's a valid argument. But if you point. use the service and then complain on the very same um, medium, then your, your argument is invalid. It's like suing McDonald's. It. It's like suing McDonald's for making you fat. That exactly. Was your choice. You made yeah. that choice. You you could have gone and lived in the woods, right? Exactly. No cell phone towers. There's no 5G, right? <laughs> but you made the choice to sit here and watch Emily in Paris. That's your <laughs> fault, you know? 
You're yeah. the one watching Netflix. Not not you, but I just mean the, the individual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this kind of dovetails nicely into what what this this project is about, and that's COVID nineteen mm-hmm. in the world. Right. And we've all been kind of forced into our homes, and we're having to sit with ourselves. And that makes us, I, I know we're spending more time on our technology and I'll speak for myself. I know I am too. Mm. And that, that is something that it's a double-edged sword. There's places in the world. I was talking to a guy from Nigeria yesterday and the internet and COVID-19 has allowed people and I'm paraphrasing what, uh, what this individual was telling me, mm-hmm. but we're at a moment when information is coming in. We know we can get information out. And what we're seeing in the way that we live is way off from how lots of others are living. We can do better. We can, mm. we can mobilize. And it's just like the printing press, right? There were people that saw, they, they just, they realized there was more to their situation. And then they went and they pursued it. And that's kind of what's happening. What this person was talking about in Nigeria in their show, uh, Eye of Africa, which is awesome, by the way. You got to check it out. Mm-hmm. So I just did a plug for him. I thought, why not? Yeah. <laughs> but how has COVID-19 been for you? Uh, what I, one thing that I've realized now going through a pandemic is that I don't spend a lot of time with other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as funny as it sounds, I I'm very isolated naturally, and uh, if that's a good thing, I don't know, but that's the reality. And because to be completely honest, I haven't changed my life f- at all. Nothing in my life has changed at all. I guess the only thing changing is a little bit at work because you need to change things when you work with people (laughs) but i I, it's i'm living my life just as i did two years ago Mm. and uh, however what has changed i guess is how people uh, people's attitude towards distance i don't know where i'm going with this but i think that swedes in general Mm -hmm. swedes naturally are very isolated they're very they keep their distance and i know this is a very like cliche thing to say about swedes because when people outside of sweden speak about swedes they usually say that oh you you stay five meters away from each other and you don't talk to each other and that's kind of the the way swedes behave according to outsiders and for a lot of for a lot of reasons i think that's true but also I think it it has become a more be, before COVID. It, it was kind of an unspoken rule, but now it's an it's, it's a written rule that you do need to distance from each other. But um, yeah, I I don't know where I'm going, but my my life hasn't changed at all, yeah. to be completely honest. Has have you had with this sort of mandatory uh arrested development we're having to sit with ourselves do you feel like you've gotten something out of it or yeah i know you uh, or i i mean uh, i uh 
I've always been very interested in in myself. <laughs> That's a funny statement to say, but uh, I've always right. been very interested in how my mind works and how mm. my body works and how I work as a human being. And I've always been interested in developing it further and improving myself. Um, and I, I think... Even though I did say that my life hasn't changed that much, my attitude towards doing certain things, I think, has changed. Because before before COVID was a thing, you... Like, there was always people... Or not always. I'm not popular. I'm not that popular. But sometimes people are asking, like, do you want to do this? Do you want to go to... Do you want to party? Do you want right. to do things? Uh, and uh, I usually said... No, most of the time, because I'm not really that kind of person. I, I like, I'm, I'm very happy and comfortable with myself, and I, I like the company of myself. Yeah, that's, <laughs> um, the, that's a fine statement to make. Yeah, 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 it is. But now, with COVID, no one is really asking, do you want to join 20 other people and party in a closed-off little apartment of 20 square meters? Right. And no, no, thank you. <laughs> Um, and so I think the attitude of being alone and being with myself has become more okay in a sense. And although it's not something I think about every single day, but when you ask the question, I, I do realize that I think that um, the attitude has changed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for for the better. Yeah, for the better. For the yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. Because mm -hmm. I used to be and still am a very social person mm -hmm. uh, i don't know if you're picking up on that i am but yeah you're, ah, right <laughs> and <clears throat> when i was in my 20s and i talk about this often there was a period of i i just like shutting my mind off because it was always it was like a hamster on a wheel like mm. and you you want to quiet it and so i would distract myself while doing things I enjoyed, going to parties, hanging out with people, but I was distracting myself. Hmm. And I think with COVID-19 and us having to be home is that we, real, we, we have choices. We can distract ourselves or we can step into our purpose. And I think hmm. that we all have an individual purpose, but we have to find it. And just like algorithms, my purpose, it might be similar to your purpose, but they're, they're entirely unique at the same time. Mm -hmm. And going back to what I was saying is when I was distracting myself, I was further from my purpose. And like any addict, not saying that, you know, not, not comparing myself to people with separate addictions or anything, but mm -hmm. like anybody who's, it's, it's, it's an insatiable appetite. You just want more of it because you're filling a kind of a void because the void is your purpose. So when you step into your purpose and find your purpose, then you have contentment, then you have passion. But like me, you can also get addicted to that, right? So, right. And, and I have a young family and, uh, and, and, and it's just knowing the balance. But for me, it's the choice between distraction and purpose. I, I don't know if, what your thoughts are on that. Um, I think what I'm getting from, from what you're saying is that I think when a lot of people, like, there's different kinds of people. There's yes. like introverts, there's extroverts, and there's 
Ambiverts, I think it's called. I like that, uh, yeah. Omniverts. Yeah. <laughs> Omniverts. Um, and introverts, like myself, I'm very comfortable with the COVID situation because <laughs> right. I'm, I'm happy here. But extroverts, for example, that needs that kind of social um, exposure and the social events and need to meet and interact with other people, I think they're met with a very important and honestly, possibly life-changing uh, times right now, because you have to learn to be with yourself and you have to learn to be comfortable with yourself. Because if you're not, you're gonna literally crash and burn. And I, I mean, I think we're seeing, I've seen some kind of statistic on this that there are a lot of people that, um, uh, uh, the the issues of men mental health are right. rising during the times we are in, and I think that's a testament and a proof that so many people aren't doesn't know how to be with themselves and themselves only, and that to me, to me, being the kind of person I am that's uh, that has always been comfortable with myself. Um, I don't understand it, but I also think it's a shame, and I think it's an important time for a lot of people to try to understand themselves and understand why they are feeling the way that they are feeling and what they can do to change it and how they can change change it. Um, so I think that's one very positive aspect of of the whole COVID situation, and. There's negatives too, of course, but that's definitely one big upside in in my opinion. I I love what you're saying, and and please correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. This is an opportunity to, like you say, find comfort and understanding in ourselves. Mm -hmm. But there are people, and I was having this, a, a similar conversation with a friend of mine. There will always be bad actors, so we mm -hmm. all have this opportunity to look within ourselves and, and accept ourselves. Stop looking at, at, at the pretenses, but really accept ourselves. Mm. And in so doing, be able to extend that to others. But then there's, there's other people that are, are just, how can I exploit this situation? Mm -hmm. How can I exploit others in their situation? And I guess that kind of comes back to, to me, almost human nature, that are, are we givers, are we takers, or are we both? Do you have any examples of, of uh, people exploiting? I'd say, and, and here I am, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the one offering to this, but Amazon. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you have, I'm just using that as an example. Mm -hmm. Everybody's buying off Amazon. They're making trillions of dollars. Meanwhile, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And, 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 and all this equipment that you see that, that I've gotten for this, Amazon, mm. right? So that's actually a good point. Is Amazon helping me or is it, is it exploiting me? Uh... I don't, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm not following you or not, but I, I don't see, I don't see how they would be exploiting you. Mm -hmm. I, I guess where I'm going with that is that they're making money off of everybody. 
mm-hmm. and they're taking away from the money that others could be making to survive. Okay, okay, that, okay, that makes sense. Uh, I understand what you mean. Now. But 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 yet um, I use Amazon. Do you know what I mean? So it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all rich coming from me. Mm, I, I think it's it's a good point that you do bring up, though. How how because. Whatever kind of situation you're in, whatever kind of situation the world is in, there's always going to be one actor that that struggles and there's going to be one actor that thrives. And the difference between the two, in my opinion, are the ones that, or the difference, yeah, the, the difference between the two is that one party adapts to the current situation and one party is kind of stuck and doesn't want to change because it was better back then yes and uh, sure maybe that's true i don't know but you have to adapt to the current situation and if you go about and cry that oh my business is is failing because there's no customers that customers that can go to my shop well okay yeah that does suck of course i don't want your business to fail but if you didn't even try to adapt to the current situation then that's on you i don't have any sympathy for you that is sorry (laughs) that is a great point have you ever heard of a term a luddite a luddite i know they were the people that when the uh, printing, pr- or not the printing press, but the textile thing took off, they were worried that the textiles, these machines would take everybody's jobs. So they went around breaking them. They're called Luddites. Going back to people who thought radio's out. Oh my God, we're all going to lose our jobs, right? It's over. Mm. If you don't adapt, like you're saying, then you won't survive. If you just if you hold on to the way that you think it should be, then you will get swept up in the waves. Mm. It's the old story. Yeah, it's you have to adapt. You know what, man? You could sell your shit on Amazon. Yeah, there are people yeah. that sell their 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 widgets on Amazon on Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. And I mean, just look at like actors like uh, Shopify, for example. They're mm. they're making big bucks <laughs> on every yeah. yeah Shopify on on everyone that joins them during this time that we're in. And if you don't, to to your point, and I guess our point, you you have to adapt. You yes. can't blame the 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 environment. You can't blame the situation you're in. You have to adapt. You there's no excuses. To... <laughs> I, I I always say like I I I love talking to older people because mm-hmm. I'm always I it sounds like you and me we like the same thing. We love learning. We have mm-hmm. we have a growth mindset. Mm. We don't have a fixed mindset. And a lot of people have a fixed mindset and that's that you're either born with an innate ability or you just don't have it. Whereas a growth mindset is, I can train this. I can become better at this. Michael Jordan had a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, Soren Kierkegaard, he was from Denmark. Damn it. I was trying to bring up somebody <laughs> Swedish. Anyways, almost. he had a growth mindset. But a fixed mindset is, is, is just that. It's, if, it's back in the good old days. People who say that, like, oh, back in the good old days. Well, good for who? Exactly. Right? Uh, good for who? Yeah. And you have to adapt. Uh, mm, exactly. And I, 
for example, I, I work in a retail store in the middle of, of like my local town. And for the past, I guess for a long time now, but we're seeing it very, very apparent right now during COVID. There, there's a lot of stores that are closing down uh, because there's not enough physical customers coming to the store. Um, and there's a, uh, what is it called? Like a super, um, what is it called? Box there's store? a play. No, there's a, I get a mall, a mall, yeah, a yeah. huge, massive mall, uh, about 10 kilometers away from like the central town. And, uh, for a long time now, for a few years, uh, more and more stores have been moving to that mall. And there's, I mean, now it's massive. It's absolutely massive. There's literal, literally several kilometers of stores, just stores. Uh, like no, no, no houses, no apartments, just, just stores. Mm. Uh, and I love it. I love it because there's, so <laughs> there's so many things you can buy locally. But at the same time, like the local, the central town is dying because there's no mm. stores and there, with no stores there's no people being there and so slowly but steadily it is dying off and so I work in a store in the middle of the town uh, in the middle of the city and uh, recently it's a tech store that I work at, work at and recently another tech store closed down because they couldn't support themselves uh, but they moved to Bista. Uh, that's the mall Bista. Um, and there's a lot of customers coming in and saying, "Oh, you 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 must be feeling you must be feeling such a uh, such a worry that you're gonna close down, and you don't you think it's a shame how how there's no stores left?" And my, I mean, I've had this conversation like a hundred times now with so many customers. Yeah. <laughs> but my thoughts are always that yeah, sure, it is a shame, but also it's a new time, so like something else is going to take its place right something new is going to come sure it may be empty for a few years maybe even like five years but after that time you will see something new because they can't be empty empty what is it called Lo locales do you say that locales Lo what? Uh, uh, empty uh, empty like va vacant just empty va okay, yeah the they space will be used Exactly, the space yeah. will be used because at some point someone will want to use it for something new, for a new business idea. Yeah. And and that's actually, there is one, it's it's called Pickpack Post and it's a post office essentially, but they've adapted to to the online online retail that we're in the middle of right now because they it's not just a post office, it's also... A store? It's a very weird mix, but it works <laughs> very well. Uh, they have like uh, changing rooms that you can try on clothing, and they do. Uh, they pack your. If you want to return clothing, for example, they pack the thing again for free, and it's all kind of a service thing, where you can pick up pick up your packages and return them if you want to, and then uh, leftover boxes and such they sell to anyone. That wants to buy it and I guess that's it's just kind of an example of how you can adapt to the current situation because that yeah. I've never seen that but I love it I love it well, well the, the you're like you're right the, the postal service is a great example of evolution 
Mm. People don't necessarily write cards to one another anymore, mm -hmm. but now they're sending their trinkets to each other. Like that's a system that has adapted mm. to the market that we're in. And I am not a market person, but we need to see that there's evolution has to happen. Like mm. you're saying, we have to be growing and adapting. Mm. What's the biggest, no, no, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say at, at my work, um, I would consider the company I work for a very forward thinking company mm -hmm. and I love it. I'm so happy there. I, actually, a side note, I, I work 50%, but I feel like I'm earning like a 100% salary. So I'm very happy there. That's and awesome. I, yeah, and my colleagues are amazing. Uh, but that's a side note. Yeah. Uh, but that's the goal though, don't you think? Like mm -hmm. to work, to, to not expend yourself. Exactly, yeah. And that leaves time for what I'm doing now. But uh, my, what I was going to say is that they're a very forward-thinking company in the sense that uh, now during COVID, there's less and less people visiting our physical stores. Mm. But with what we have, or we or they, the people in charge, have come up with these systems of, uh, like for example, you can order something online uh, or buy something online. And then you go to the store, but instead of going into like opening the door and going into the store, we we go outside to, like outside the store to leave it and drop and drop it off to the customer. And so that way the customer doesn't have to go in and expose themselves to right. other people. And and also like now in in the stores we do video calls from customers calling from all around Sweden. And that's another way to bring in more customers without them having to visit. And they can even, we can even do a full purchase. People can order something through this video call and we have, it's like a whole system. But that's only, it's only been live for two, I think it came sometime during no, <laughs> my voice, sometime during <laughs> November. <Absolutely>. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it came out sometime during November and there's so many people using it already. That's so intelligent. Okay, so this is this is what I'm hearing is that somebody would call a store and say you would have like the camera and you'd say, mm -hmm. hello, mm -hmm. how can I help you? And then you'd go around the store and show them, is this what you want? And they're like, yeah. And, and there's there's that almost that connection piece. Mm. Is that, yeah, that yeah. kind of what you're describing? Yeah, it's it's literally, to be honest, it's just like a normal normal encounter with a customer a customer walks in but instead they call yes. in and we say hello how are you yeah. doing <laughs> and then they explain their problem and we come up with a solution and sell them something in the process uh, and and the the good part of it being a video call is that they can show like their home for example if they have a problem with a router that's like the standard problem uh, yeah my router can't connect to this and that right. <laughs> okay, have you have you plugged it in uh, <laughs> have you turned it uh, off and turned it back on <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's kind of, yeah that's the standard thing and but they can show that they can show if the thing is plugged in they can show if it's on and they can show the problem and we can come up with a solution instead of standing there in the in the store talking about the problem and they <clears> may think i mean the customer is always right but they're always wrong <laughs> of course yeah 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 they're 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 right about their feelings but they're wrong about what the solution problem everything is. else yeah so that's <laughs> why it's great because it can be like show me show me what the problem is in your house okay this is it 
well, if you look, it's not turned on, right? You, you know what I mean? Like that mm-hmm. kind of thing, that instant sort of diagnosing the problem because you're there mm. and you know, with them in the call and, and the solution is right there rather than them coming in and you're trying to guess because you, you know this industry, but they don't. That's why they're coming to you. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and they're telling you based on the language and understanding that they have that you have to synthesize and try to find out what the problem is versus, okay, what's your problem? This is the problem. Can you show me your router? This is the router. Okay, there's a cable that isn't plugged in, right? Mm. You're, you're able to diagnose and solve the problem almost seamlessly on the spot. Right, yeah. And yeah, yeah and, and this whole thing that has, that has gone live, it's just an example of how you can and need and have to adapt to to current situation yeah. um, so so if you don't you will fall behind and eventually you will shut down because and we've seen that happening and we are seeing it happening what's what's that saying necessity is the mother of all invention so we've yeah, been I in haven't COVID. heard that but i like it we've been in covid and everything shut down human beings are are amazing creatures because we are animals anybody mm. tells you otherwise mm-hmm is wrong so anyways necessity is the mother of all invention well covid happens we're stuck inside we have to think to ourselves what next Mm. and your business just figured it out they're at home we can help them from home and from that they found a better way of doing things Mm. yeah exactly and yeah i i yeah the point is to to adapt and yes. I is I get so annoyed when when people complain without being willing to adapt. Mm. It's I don't understand. Why do you complain but you don't even try? That that even kind of it, it brings it back and I can't even believe we're already at forty eight minutes here. Yeah. Smokes. <laughs> but it brings it back to what you're saying about exploiting weaknesses. Well, you didn't necessarily say that, but mm-hmm. you're, you're this guy, Charles Black, who he looks at weak men. Let me, there's something called, I'm going to turn off. So this kind of brings me back to this idea of Charles Black. And again, not to put words in his mouth or anything mm-hmm. like that, but it's it's almost like we're trying to get back to the good old days, back to the mm. days when a man was a man and a woman was cooking and cleaning and all that bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. That's not the way, that's just not where we're going. We can't get back to those days. We're moving yeah. forward. Yeah. Right? These, yeah. these misogynistic undertones, that's gone the way of the dodo, my friend. For sure. And uh, I think, although... This uh, this goes to topic of like understanding and accepting because I think although we mm. I assume both of us consider the his teaching and and again I don't want to like bash yes. him because he was a very nice guy and I yeah. if if he listened to this I want him to know that you yeah. were a very nice guy I enjoy talking to you <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, at the same time his teachings were kind of bullshit in my opinion and mm. it seems like you agree with that. Um, but also, he doesn't think that, and his yes, students, you can call, uh, 
doesn't think that it's bullshit. They they believe it to be true, and in their relationship, that brings happiness and joy. And if if that's something that both of them want, then well, who cults, are we to complain? Cults believe that they're true. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cults believe that, and that's bullshit, right? Mm. Anytime. I, I, again, I, I I'm just I'm I'm. Let's separate from that. But mm-hmm. going back to uh, equity and uh, and reciprocity is, you know, I, I learn just as much from my wife as she learns from me. It's not just it's my way or the highway, right? There mm-hmm. are times when I have to make an executive decision and there are times when she has to make an executive decision. But what it really right. comes down to, to me, is insecurity. Right. If if you're trying to dominate other people, that's because you're insecure and you need to figure that out. That's just mm. my belief as a counselor, as a therapeutic counselor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, uh, it it makes me think of something. I'm actually recently I started a course on something called, uh, for short NLP. It's I think it stands for, or <laughs> I can barely even pronounce it, but it's neuro linguistic programming. Okay. Um, and I find it super interesting because, like I said earlier, I find it very interesting how how the human mind and how the body and how you work as a human being. And it made me think of like the I have the document here, like my all my notes, uh, how like everything you think and see and say goes through three specific filters, uh, which they call deletion, distortion, and generalization. Mm. Um, and uh, just to explain it very quickly, deletion is essentially like the brain excludes all information not relevant to the task at hand. Um, and distortion, uh, filter number two, is how the brain perceives different objects in the world. For example, if you if you see a snake in, or if you see a branch laying on the ground in the woods, you may think that it's a snake because at some point you experienced a snake biting you so it mm-hmm. your brain distorts that branch into thinking there's something dangerous that's distortion and generalization yeah, yeah. generalization um uses past information to yeah uses past information and experience to understand future events so for example it's i guess driving is a very good example if you always drive one way to to work from your home and there's this Interse- intersection where there's never any cars so you just go straight ahead because yeah. it's safe no one's there but then one day there's a there's another car that goes the opposite direction and you crash that's mm. that's the result of you your generalization that filter um and mm-hmm. what 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 you're describing have you ever heard of cognitive dissonance yeah i've heard of it i don't really know what it is though but Well, cognitive dissonance is, let's say you thought everything, let's say every apple you've ever had was bad. Mm. Okay. Every, for how, I don't know how the hell that happens, but anyways. (laughs) And then one day somebody's like, hey, try this apple and you have it. And it's the best fucking apple you've ever had in your life. Then you're like, whoa, everything I know about apples is probably wrong. That's cognitive Mm. dissonance. So exactly what you're saying, there's deletion, distortion, generalization and this cognitive dissonance to me is the next step that's when you have to integrate 
right? You have to take this new information and you have to disassemble your generalizations to make it fit. Or if you don't make it fit, then you live at odds with this new information. Yeah, and yeah, I think it's about understanding that your brain and your mind does these things. And if you're aware of it, you can know that, okay, I saw this branch and I got really scared because I thought it was a snake and I was going to die. But now when I stop and think about it and I take five seconds to breathe, I realize I'm safe. There, There is no snake. There is nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're aware of that is when you can achieve really great things. And for example, I, the one thing that came, comes to my mind is like, what is it called? Winter swimming, winter bathing, winter Wim going Hof. into... For example, for example, yeah, yeah. Uh, you go into cold freezing therapy. cold, yeah. yeah, cold therapy essentially. Uh, I, being the Swede I am, and I'm sure you living in, in Canada, <laughs> I'm sure you know about this too. Of like, I I love it's the best thing I or one of the best things I know to find a spot in a lake. There's ice everywhere. But there's one spot that someone has like made a hole, dug a hole into, and uh, take off all your cloth clothing, and go into it, and you're in full-on panic. Right. I, I, I can, I can barely breathe. Yeah. Uh, but you feel it, and you're aware, you're aware of it, and you know that if I just endure this for 10, 15, not even that seconds longer, I will be fine. Mm-hmm. And I will be able to breathe slower regulate. and careful. Yeah, regulate. Um, and uh, that's a very concrete example of uh, how you can be aware of uh, how your mind works. Mm-hmm. That's that's a good point. And, yeah. and it's almost like we're at odds with that. It's like we don't want to accept the information we're, we're, we're clashing with it. Mm-hmm. Again, like you said, adapting. Your body adapted to the cold. Mm. And if you yeah. fight it, you die. Mm. You know what I mean? You're like, and then you die. Yeah, and uh, I think the body's... I mean, the mind and the body, the human being, the creature we are, is a wonderful mm. thing. And we 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 work in a very wonderful way because your mind is always trying to protect you as a as a being as a creature it never does anything that is out of your best interest even though it may misinterpret a lot of things it still does what it believes is the right thing to do so it believes that the cold water for example is a really dangerous thing and you because you don't want to go into that freezing cold water because you're afraid it's you're afraid but you don't know why but you are very afraid and and for anyone not for anyone listening to this and i've never done it before the fear you feel before you go into the water will completely disappear after even not even 10 seconds and that is the result of your your mind realizing okay it was quite horrible for a few seconds but i'm okay now like it's it's good it's all good now and uh, there's taking that to all kinds of different things you can do so many things that you didn't believe you were capable of and 
this, I, I can go on and on about this and it brings me to another point of how there's so many people that can achieve so many wonderful things and great things in their life but they don't even know it and they're 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 limiting themselves they're i guess it's called limiting beliefs and you you think that you can't do this because you think that you can't do this because there's always some kind of because there's some reason to everything but that is just your mind coming up with excuses and Actually, there there was some, I don't remember where it was or where I wrote it, but there was some part of the course I'm taking here in in uh, NLP that explains this very uh, event of, of uh, coming up with reasons and always having some kind of because. Mm. Uh, mm. And an excuse. Ex- an excuse, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a shame I can't remember where it was, but yeah... Uh, mm. There's, you're bringing a quote to mind that is not mine, but the treasure that you seek to find is beyond the cave you fear to enter. Meaning that, mm-hmm. again, we've talked about purpose and we have so many excuses not to do something. I have so many excuses. Mm. You know, I have to feed my family and stuff. But this is what I love doing is talking with people and learning stuff from them because you've given me so many wonderful things to digest. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I come up with excuses. Oh, I have to work. And mm. there's, there's so much of us that's we're afraid to jump into that icy cold water. But once we jump in, we find out we're okay. Mm. And I think it, it taps into our primitive nature. And that's that if I do this, I might get kicked out of the group and it's very scary in the wild woods. Mm. I could die. But then you make that leap and then you find out, oh my God, I didn't die. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very active guy. I, I love working out in different ways. And I run, I, I love running. It's literally my therapy. It's the mm-hmm. best thing I know. And I do it every single day at the, la- at the very latest 7 a.m. in the morning. And I start my... Yeah, I start every single day like that. But even though I do that, and I've done it for the past few years now, every single day is a struggle. Mm-hmm. I wake up, I see the time, and I'm, oh no, not again. <laughs> it starts <laughs> and, again, yeah. Yeah, it starts again. Not, not today again, why do I do this? And I, and I hit the snooze button. I do most of the time. But at the, at the very same time, eventually I do get up because <laughs> you have to get up at some point um, and I do get up and sometimes I sit on the bed and just like being all naked and just what am I doing with my life yeah. uh, but then eventually I do get dressed and I do get out to run and it may be like right now it's minus six minus six celsius outside and that's kind of warm to yeah. be honest for right now it was minus 18 a few days ago and it's horrible. It's horrible when I open the door and the freezing cold air is coming to my face. Like, oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> and sometimes, like, even the, I'm sure you know too, your nose kind of hurts when you first breathe in. And it's, yeah, but my point is that it's horrible. But when I have 
started running and when I do start run and when I'm done running I feel amazing my yes. voice cracked again and and that's the thing that I tell myself before I go out that okay if I don't okay like I wake up I feel horrible mm. and but let's break this down if I don't actually no let me rephrase that I like to do a very specific thing like imagine myself let me let me restart that when when i'm in a moment that i don't want to go through with something i imagine myself one hour from right now right. and and then i ask myself okay if i don't do this thing that i want to do for example running uh, i will feel a moment of satisfaction because i get to stay in the warm bed and it's nice yes. But eventually I do have to get up, regardless of what I feel like, because I have to work, I have to do things. Um, and so I will feel a sense of unfulfillment, because mm -hmm. running to me is something that I really want to do. And then I imagine myself, if I do go out running this very moment, and then an hour from now I'm most likely... I'll most likely be be home again in in the warmth and feel great because I've yes. activated my body and yeah I mean working out has so many positive effects from it um, and I do that every single time and the conclusion is always that I have to do this because I will feel better. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sometimes everything that we want is just not what we need. Hmm. You know, like oh, I want to. What you're doing is good for yourself. Yeah. Right? And you're getting something out of it. Yes, there's that, that like, oh, I don't want to do it because it takes effort. Mm. But effort, we feel good when we're productive. That's just a fact. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish more people knew that. I, something I've realized is that <laughs> I always long, like I always, I always tell myself and others like, oh, I can't wait for... Mm. Thursday let's say because that day I don't have anything planned and I'll most likely be done with everything that I have to do because I'm free like for example I, I'm usually free Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday Th those are the days that I usually don't work uh, or like my my day job work um, and I usually get all the things that I need to get done in usually the first day uh, Tuesday and sometimes it flows over a little bit to Wednesday but then I always like, oh, I can't wait for Thursday because um, I'll be done with everything. But then Thursday arrives, and I'm like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? Yeah, right, right. And, and like, sure, I, I may play a, play a few games, I watch a few Netflix episodes, but I, I, before, before I start playing games and before I start watching an episode of whatever show, I feel like, oh, this is great. I, I, I love this. It's so nice. It's laying there and enjoying it. But an hour later or two hours later, I'm like, oh, oh I need right. to do something. I need to, I need to do something. I, I'm, I'm like rolling. Is it a saying in, in English too, that you roll your thumbs? Oh yeah. Yeah. You're marking okay. time. He's, he's marking okay. time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Twiddling your thumbs. Twiddling my thumbs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I think that's, I guess it's a point to, a point to your point of that you need to stay productive in order to get fulfillment and feel great about yourself yes and and i mean that that's just it man is being productive 
Mm. Honestly, uh, Uniton, I've so appreciated our conversation. I just looked at the time and I'm like, mm-hmm. holy shit, we're at an hour <laughs> and eight minutes. So we have to talk again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I would love to. Man, I, I, I love everything that you've had to share and, uh, and I appreciate I appreciate good conversations and your show just a convo is very much about the, the self purposiveness of having conversations that take time. It's not about how can I win this? It's about how can I understand this? And, and I really appreciate the work that you're doing and thank, thank you, you for telling us about how things have been for you in Sweden and uh, with COVID-19 and what you've gotten out of it. Yeah, of course. Thank you. It was a, we've had s- such an interesting end and really, I, l- I love the conversation we've had. Well, we're going to have to have it again then, my friend. For sure. Yeah, you're more than welcome to, to be on my show as well. Awesome. Well, thank you very much and take care. Thank you. Once again, that was Uniton Fjord from Sweden sharing with us what he's doing and what he's gotten out of COVID-19 and this idea of understanding yourself and understanding others and looking inwards at this time. And the other big thing that he kept bringing about is this idea of adaptation and how times will always be changing and we need to constantly be adapting to them. It was wonderful having him on the show. I hope you enjoy. Thank you for listening. Thank you again for listening. I'm Robert Grant, and I'm probably wrong about everything.